What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Cosmic Wonder. I'm your host, Warren Thompson, and this is uh, episode uh, three, four, maybe even five of the podcast. Um, I've had a really good time doing it so far. We've had some really good guests on, but uh, it's just going to be me today. Hope everybody's okay with that. Um, But we have a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. I saw Thor Love and Thunder at the world premiere on Thursday, so I'll kind of give you a quick little reaction uh, as to how he felt about the movie, and we have some news about Deadpool in the MCU. We're getting more and more news about Deadpool, which is really great, which means he's coming pretty soon. They're working, uh, sounds like they're working pretty hard on that script and getting everything in production. Uh, Fantastic Four, of course, we have a really cool Doom, Doctor Doom Easter egg confirmed by Marvel, actually, by Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige, which is really, really exciting. And we're going to talk about the X-Men, because looks like they're kind of getting a lot closer to coming into the MCU as well. So a lot to talk about. Um, If you're listening on a podcast platform, Apple Music, Spotify, be sure to follow. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. We talk about awesome Marvel and superhero content. So the first thing I want to talk about is Thor Love and Thunder. Um, This is a big one to me because I think uh, the regular viewers of the channel and the podcast know that Thor is my favorite character of Marvel. Um, I really really love Thor. <laughs> um, I've, I've always really liked him. Um, I actually like the first couple of Thor films, right? Uh, a lot of people don't, and I, I get it. It's fine, but I enjoyed them. I'm not saying they're, you know, the best thing ever. And Ragnarok is on a completely different level, and I understand that, but I love Ragnarok. It's top, it's probably my third favorite Marvel film under Infinity War and Endgame. <laughs> And if we don't count those, it's probably my first. Uh, it's it's up there. So going into Thor Love and Thunder, I did what you're not supposed to do. I went in with very high expectations. It's uh, Taika Waititi. It's Chris Hemsworth. It's basically, you know, the same cast, the same people. And then you add Natalie Bortman as the mighty Thor. Like, in my mind, I'm like, this is going to be Thor Ragnarok plus the mighty Thor. And it's going to be awesome. And it was. It was really awesome. Um... <laughs> I can't, the review embargo hasn't lifted yet, so I can't really say, you know, intricate details, and don't worry, of course, I won't spoil anything, but as far as my reaction to it, I loved it, I really did, I don't know if I loved it more than Ragnarok, because I have to watch it again, Ragnarok is a film that I've watched many, many times, and I've picked it apart, picked many different scenes apart as to why I really love the movie, and I haven't had a chance to do that with Love and Thunder yet, I've only seen it one time at the premiere, but... I, I thought it was hilarious. I laughed so much. And I, every, every joke delivered. Um, so I, for those worried that it was going to be too many jokes, I, I wouldn't worry. Some might think so, but I laughed every time. And I cried. Um, <laughs> there were some touching moments, some sad moments. Like, it, it's it's a film. Like, it's a heck of a film. It's a heck of a movie. It's definitely one of my favorite Marvel films. And, um, really like I felt so many different emotions throughout the film. Like I was reacting in many different ways. I, I laughed, I cried, I was invested. There's some serious parts where you're just on the edge of your seat. Like it's an awesome movie. It's an awesome movie. And, uh, you know, again, I have to see it again before like ranking it right one out of everyone always wants me to like rank it one out of 10. I have to see it again, but, um, Definitely go see the movie. Um, I think if you enjoyed Ragnarok, you are going to love this movie. 
And if you didn't, I still hope you love this movie because it's very creative. And uh, I think it's very well put together. And uh, I'll just say this, Christian Bale, amazing. Blew me away. I, I, most of the times where I'm on the edge of my seat was because of him. And uh, Natalie Portman, she's fantastic. So go see the movie. Go see it. I think uh, everybody will at least uh, get some laughs out of it and enjoy it uh, at least a little bit. And I think a lot of people are going to love it. So go see that movie. And uh, I want to jump into this for first after my reaction because I, I'm really, really excited about this. We'll talk more about this in just a bit. But first, thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring this video. Many of you have probably heard me talk about Manscaped before big fan of their products and the confidence that comes with being properly groomed. You seem to have a better aura, better vibe. You just kind of carry yourself better. Manscaped has always been the leader in below the waist grooming, but now with the Platinum Package 4.0, you can trust Manscaped with a lot more. In the Platinum Package 4.0, you'll find your normal awesome Manscaped products like the Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer featuring the proprietary Advanced Skin Safe technology so where you don't nick your skin, both of which are also waterproof. You also get the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner, but now you also get Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo plus Conditioner, and Ultra Premium Deodorant to tackle your other hygiene needs. And they even throw in two free gifts, Anti-Chafing Boxers and the Shed Trap travel bag. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code COSMIC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code COSMIC to get all you need to unlock your big groomed energy. Marvel has essentially confirmed that John Krasinski, um, whoops. Okay. Spoiler alert for multiverse of madness. If you haven't seen it yet, now I'm going to jump in. So Marvel's basically confirmed John Krasinski's Mr. Fantastic in the multiverse of madness confirmed his connection to Dr. Doom. I'll tell you what this article says. And this is pretty cool because it's it's coming from Kevin Feige. It, it's coming from the crew over at Marvel. In a recent interview, this was said, it's so funny that Kevin Feige cast John Krasinski because the fans had a dream of who the perfect Reed Richards would be. And because this is an alternate universe, I think Kevin said, let's make that dream come true. I've always really enjoyed all of his performances. So right away, that's kind of cool to hear, right? It's an alternate universe. It, it, it matters in the movie, but it ultimately, you know, doesn't really matter as much as, uh, you know, a real Mr. Fantastic casting would, even though I, I do hope, and I think a lot of people do hope that he is the main uh, Mr. Fantastic and... <sighs> At this point, I think he is going to be. Uh, I, I think he is going to be, but we'll move on from that. But it, it's really cool that Kevin took that opportunity to say, let's kind of give the fans what they want in a kind of fanfare way, but at the same time, it worked perfectly, right? Because I, I do think he's the perfect casting, but um goes on to say, Reed Richards is my favorite Marvel Comics character, so it was a real honor to get to write his first entry in the MCU. John's such an amazing performer and such a great partner in bringing this role to life for the first time. And I believe this is coming from Michael Waldron, the writer. It says, Michael Waldron made it very clear how Reed Richards is his favorite Marvel comic character and that getting to write the character's first MCU appearance was a real honor. He said, it's exciting that costume design by Ryan Minerding, I'm sorry, I definitely did not pronounce it right. But the costume design is really a special treat. 
A detail of the teleportation device he used to get into the scene is something we took from the comics. That's Doctor Doom's time platform, which is really, really interesting because a lot of people were comparing this to actually Kang's technology from the TVA. And depending on which story that you read in Marvel Comics, Kang is either related to Doctor Doom or Reed Richards. It, 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 there's two different versions, right? There's some retconning there. So that's kind of cool because you could, like, either way, you can link it to Kang. But here, they're basing it off of Dr. Doom's time platform, which is really, really cool. And I'll, I'll put a picture of that. So this is our first Doom Easter egg in the MCU confirmed by people over at Marvel Studios, which is, which is really freaking cool. <laughs> it's, it's really really cool to see. And again, we still have that Kang connection. And I, I'm going to say there were some things that were left in this movie unfinished on purpose. Like if you realized Mordo's still alive, he's kind of trapped down in that little pit area or, you know, in front of the Illuminati, but Mordo's still alive. So what's his deal? Is he going to come and seek revenge? Is he going to you know, that's kind of more of those thing, right? He's the Doctor Strange enemy. So is he going to try to jump to our universe now and, and seek revenge? And is he going to, you know, bring with him the invisible woman and uh, his son, Franklin Richards, who is, you know, an Omega level mutant and try to destroy the Scarlet Witch and destroy Stephen Strange? There's so much potential there, right? Especially if this is truly the multiverse saga. There's so much they could do there. So much they could do there. And there's been a lot of rumors recently that Doom... Uh, is heading to the MCU sooner than later. Possibly in Wakanda forever, he could possibly be seeking out some vibranium. And we know that Namor is going to be the villain of Wakanda forever, but we also know that Namor is also a hero in Marvel Comics. Uh, he's actually a part of the Illuminati in Marvel Comics. So is it going to be kind of like the Batman versus Superman or any kind of movie where it's like, you know, something versus something where it's like, oh, they fight each other, but then it's like, oh, there's this bigger threat out there, right? Is that what we're in for? You know, it's going to be Wakanda versus, you know, Namor and Atlantis or whatever it may be. But then it's like, oh, wait, hold on. Here's Doom, right? We have to unite because there's something bigger and badder out there, right? Maybe. This is obviously just rumors and not confirmed in any way, but I definitely hope that Dr. Doom is connected to this in some way, shape, or form uh, in Wakanda Forever. I, I think it makes perfect sense that he would be looking for some vibranium, whether that's because he wants to build a spaceship out of it or, or, or something, right? I think it's a, I think it's a good opportunity to, to connect there. So that's a really cool Easter egg for Dr. Doom, and it's cool that they're thinking about Dr. Doom, even if it is in an alternate universe. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. Now moving on to Devil 3, something I'm just so excited for. Like I'm, I can't tell you how excited I am for Deadpool 3. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. I think there are, you know, a few characters that you can say, you know, this person is this character. It's like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Deadpool is, I mean, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool, right? He, he made this character live action. It's pretty much just him, right? <laughs> um, so it's really cool that recently we've had a ton of news about Deadpool 3, about how the writers are hard at work. Um, 
production has basically begun. Ryan Reynolds has met with Marvel Studios many times. Uh, Kevin Feige, of course, is producing the film with Ryan Reynolds, producing it as well. Um, Ryan really is working really, really hands-on with this. And uh, recently we found out a tiny bit of the storyline, a tiny bit of the plot. <laughs> um, writer Rhett Reese gave us kind of our first clue. Um, he was on the post-credit podcast and this is what he said about the plot. He said, it's a wonderful opportunity for fish out of water. Deadpool is a lunatic at the center of a movie. To drop a lunatic into a very sane world, it's straight butter. It's going to be really fun. So what does that mean? Well, I think we all know that Deadpool is kind of a lunatic, right? That, that, that part's given, but... He's going to be a fish out of water, and he's going to be dropped into a very sane world. Now, that's the MCU, right? We know that Deadpool is making his way to the MCU, and that's exciting, right? That's why it is so exciting now, because not that anything was off limits before. He could he breaks the fourth wall, right? He can joke about anything he wants. He can joke about Batman, right? He can say, are you from the DC universe, right? He can say whatever he wants. But now he's going to be shoved into our universe where everything is going to be right in his face, right? Everything that's happened so far, the, the, the snap, you know, Thanos, everything's going to be right in his face. And he can do whatever he wants, whatever he wants. Like, really, like, I think, and, and you can make fun of the old Fox universe, right? Because he's got to get there somehow. I'm excited to see that story, but it looks like they have pretty much everything that they need right now, or they have created everything already for this story. They know what it's going to be. So Deadpool is going to be a fish out of water. And I think seeing Deadpool as a fish out of water is going to be very interesting because maybe he'll care, but I think eventually he just won't and will just do whatever he wants to do. And that includes, I think, messing with other superheroes. That's what I'm most excited to see, him interact with other superheroes. I hope we get Spider-Man. I think Tom Holland would love to be in Deadpool 3. It's just kind of up to the studios at this point. But I think it would be fantastic. And it gets complicated when you consider it Sony as well. But, eh, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, I know that this is actually coming sooner than later because of all of this information that we've got. It looks like probably within the next two years. We do have time slots for movies coming from Marvel Studios that doesn't have, they don't have assigned movies yet. We have the dates, but no movie is attached to them. And these are just movies we're talking about, not like Disney Plus dates. They, these are dates for movies. And I'm thinking Deadpool is going to be one of them. Now, it's just been confirmed in the Thor Love and Thunder press conference by Kevin Feige himself that Marvel Studios is going to be attending San Diego Comic-Con. We had some reports that uh, Marvel Studios wasn't going to be attending, that they were saving a lot of their stuff for uh, D23, but they are attending San Diego Comic-Con. And Hall H at SDCC is typically where they reveal everything, right? That's where Phase 4 dropped. That's where like all the big stuff dropped. So we're about to get some pretty big announcements. And the last time that Marvel was at SDCC was 2019. And the last thing that Kevin Feige said was, I didn't even have time to talk about the Fantastic Four and I didn't have time to talk about mutants, X-Men. And he, he confirmed, those are interchangeable. People asked him, why did you say mutants? And he said, I, they're, they're the X-Men. Those are interchangeable words to, mim, to mim, him, to me. He said me, to him, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, 
So I'm hoping since the last time we saw Kevin Feige and Marvel at SDCC, he didn't have time to talk about the mutants. He didn't have time to talk about the Fantastic Four. He has time now because Kevin Feige has already talked about the Fantastic Four in the past couple of years. Um, we had our director, John Watts, who uh, has now taken a hiatus from uh, the superhero genre. Um, he directed the Spider-Man Homecoming trilogy, and now he's taking a break. He's actually doing something over at Star Wars now, which is, you know, also Disney. But um, we had him as a director, and now we don't. We are looking for a new director, and a According to some rumors, Marvel Studio is looking for some big names, which I'm, I'm excited for. I'm really, really excited for. So I'm hoping we get an announcement for the Fantastic Four. But since they've already talked about the Fantastic Four and Kevin Feige hinted at mutants, I'm hoping that really what the big reveal is, is the X-Men. Now, in Multiverse of Madness, we had Professor X. We had an actual X-Men. So it's not that big of a stretch to start to really incorporate our X-Men into the main universe. So I'm hoping, I'm praying, I'm putting out good vibes into the universe that something gets revealed. Maybe like, oh yeah, we're going to do, a, have an X-Men in another movie first, right? Or just simply saying like, the first X-Men is about to come to the MCU. It doesn't have to be an X-Men movie announcement. I don't think that's coming anytime soon. But I would like some hint that they are going to start to be, you know, pushed into the universe. And Kevin Feige did say in the next few months, which uh, September is D23. And uh, in the next few months, we have SDCC. He said that we're going to know, get a, a hint at what the bigger picture of the MCU is. So there you go. Looks like some big reveals are coming at SDCC and D23. And I, I have high expectations not to get people's hopes up, but based off of what Kevin Feige said, based off of what we've been hearing, some announcements are coming. And I'm hoping they're X-Men. I'm hoping they're, for all those untitled movie release dates that we have, I'm hoping that they get titles and we, we get to see a little bit of what's coming in Phase 5. Uh, hopefully, Fantastic Four gets an actual release date. And hopefully, the mutants get teased just a little bit. But... Who knows what Marvel has up their sleeve? Uh, they typically do, they do it right. Kevin Feige knows what he's doing. I always say in Feige, we trust. I, I'm not concerned for the future of the MCU. I think they have so much coming up. And um, there's some cool stuff in Thor Love and Thunder that you kind of go like, wow, um, can't believe I saw that. And you'll get a, a cool, not a glimpse of the future, but just kind of like a cool idea of what Marvel can do. So Go watch Thor Love and Thunder when it comes out in about two weeks, I think. And uh, look out for my videos, my podcasts on what to expect from SDCC and D23. Especially when it happens, I'll be covering a lot of news from those days. So be sure to subscribe if you haven't yet or follow whatever platform you're on. And uh, I will catch you all next week. Thank you all so much for stopping by. Woof woof.